0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back.
1: What's up, guys? So we're talking with uh, another ranger today, Randy.
0: Not just a ranger, one of our finest.
1: He is. He's a park manager at Cattail Cove State Park, and he's also a, a boating safety guru.
2: He is a guru. Welcome, Ron. Oh, why, thank you, guys. I don't know about guru, but I've spent a little bit of time uh, around boats, so but thank you.
0: Yes. Well, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself and, you know, how long you've been with state parks, what you know? Why are you telling us about boating today?
2: Oh, well, thank you. I've been, uh, I've been with the agency for almost, uh, 20 years now. Uh, prior to my, uh, my assignment with the uh, Arizona State Parks and Trails, I worked for the Bureau of Land Management. I was a boat operator on Lake Havasu, uh, working Lake Havasu, working the, uh, the shoreline project. Um, and prior to that, I was a professional water skier for 10, 15 years. So,
1: um, I've
2: been on the water my entire career, uh, and part of that. So in sometime in there, I, I threw in a, uh, a sailboat adventure that I lived on a boat for a year as well. So I've, I've spent a lot of time on, uh, on the water.
0: I didn't know any of that. Guru is an understatement.
2: I think it is. Yeah, you're an
1: amazing human, Ron Gaiman.
2: Well, uh, some would some would agree but maybe for not all the right reasons. Um <laughs> I as a as a as a as a law enforcement officer on Lake Havasu uh for the past 18 years, I have had the opportunity to see a a, a lot of uh a boating incidents and uh so I do have uh, some insight as to uh uh, safe uh, recreational boating, as well as the uh, boating safely in the commercial aspect. So
1: so Ron, why is boating safety important? And why why should these people listen to what you have to say today?
2: Well, you know, everyone wants to come out and they want to have a good time. And the, the worst thing that we could possibly have, the worst possible c- scenario is a is family comes out here and we have some sort of a boating incident, right? And 90% of the time, any boating incident can be resolved or could have been avoided had the operator had a little bit more knowledge on some of the, the boating safety awareness, some of the laws, some of just the basic fundamentals. So, you know, if we can if we can spread the word, I'm here to do that um, and, and to help some of the new boaters, particularly after, like, you know, I don't want to say the word, but, yeah, the COVID thing brought out a lot of new recreational boaters. They went out, they bought boats, and now they're taken to the great outdoors. And uh, it, you know they're they're jumping in wholeheartedly and, and with both feet. So we want to keep them safe, and we want to share some of the, some of the basics to to uh, to make sure that everyone comes home safely.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, some common misconceptions are that boating safety is only for you know very large watercraft when you're heading out on the um, on the lake or the river with, you know, a lot of people or something like that. Um, but it's really just as important to be safe when you're kayaking in a one person kayak as any other kind of watercraft.
2: Well, absolutely. So in the, in the, in the paddle boarding and and kayaking, and that's, and that's basically, that's really a new, uh, a new area that we're starting to see a lot more of. You're starting to see a lot of paddleboarders and kayakers who have gotten into this market and they're they're experimenting and they and they're playing with their with their new toys but they're not necessarily taking all of the uh the safety precautions um to heart and the biggest thing is personal flotation devices and i can't say enough about pfds they are uh, the number one and the, the the best safety precaution that you could have out there while you're on the water um they save lives period uh, a personal flotation device properly fitted will absolutely save your life and I don't understand what the stigma is about them. Um, PFDs are pretty cool. You can individualize your, your, your individualism. You can say, Hey, look at me. This is who I am. And when you do that with your PFD, you're making a statement. Hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recreational boater and I'm out here and I do this and I take my, my, uh, my water time serious and I have personalized my, my, um, my protection. The PFD is the number one thing, and I highly recommend that everybody have a personal flotation device properly fitted that is your own signature series PFD. I and love how you. Added, life and they look. <clears throat> well, I was just
1: gonna say, I love how you added depth to the the PFD. Yeah, I mean, it's I an mean, accessory now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're pretty cute, but I never thought of it like that.
1: No, I love
2: it. Well, and you know what? In, to be honest, that's the thing, right? So in the commercial aspect, and I'll go back to this, when I um, everybody wears a, a personal flotation device, and you see one hundred percent of the people who actually participate in the sport of in recreational sporting, and they're serious about it, your professional water skiers, your wakeboarders, uh, your professional kayakers, paddleboarders, all those guys, people that really do it and they take their sport serious, they all have their personal flotation devices and they're all accessorized. So I would put it out there to people. The next time you guys are out there on the water as a recreation boater, pay attention and kind of look around and see who's wearing the PFDs. People are The people that are doing it, those are the guys that are, that are out there doing this stuff a lot and they have gotten past the stigma of a personal flotation device as not being cool, like back in the day when you're, mom or, or dad or somebody wore the, you know, the collar around their waist or the, or the old horseshoe style. Uh, that's not, that's a stigma that people had. And, but anymore, PFDs are cool. They're fun to wear and they show off who you are when you're out there on the water.
1: That's awesome and they also have ones I've seen that are like self-inflating like if you fall in you you pull this cord and it inflates I mean they've come a long way with these things.
0: Well and I mean you wouldn't jump out yeah. of an airplane without a parachute.
1: Right or get in a car without oh, a seatbelt. Absolutely, seat absolutely right. not. Yeah.
2: No you wouldn't and 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 that's and that's the thing it's the stigma that people used to have about oh they're not cool you know i look stupid No, you don't you actually you look well prepared and you look like you know what you're doing because you're not the one that we're worried about, right? It's the other guy that you have to worry about. You can't. You, you've taken you've taken your own responsibility into your hands when you've donned your personal flotation device. You're saying, "Yeah, I'm out here on the river. I'm going to do my thing. I, I love to play and and have my fun, but I am going to be safe. I'm going to protect myself because I don't know that the other people out here are using common sense like I am." And I don't want to get run over. Personal flotation devices save lives. They keep you afloat, and you won't drown. I've never, in 18 years of law enforcement, pulled someone out of the water that had drowned who was wearing a PFD. That's true. Wow.
1: Wow, that kind of sells it right there. I mean, that's a pretty strong statement. That in
2: there. Yeah, not as a not in in a negative way, but it's the truth. I've been practicing law enforcement for 18 years on the lake, and I have not one time, not once, had someone that drowned that was wearing a PFD, And there's been a lot of people that have been out here, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That really that speaks volumes about, you know, safety precautions. Um, so what other advice do you have that you can give um, people who want to get out on the water?
2: Okay, so it, it, the number one thing I see is, is uh, preparedness prior to going out on the water. If you're new to the area, Google Earth it. Everyone has Google Earth on their phone. You can look at Google and look at the lake, and you can see basically the the, layout of the lake. That will give you a little bit of area familiarization. The other thing is check your boat. And if it doesn't work in your driveway, it's not going to work on the launch ramp. Check your electrical system, check to make sure that everything is functioning as it should. Before you drive to the ramp, you you you'll, you would not believe how many people get to the ramp, turn the switch, and they have a dead battery. And they say, "Well, it was working last time. You know, a lot, you know, when I turned it off last year, it was working." So, prepare your boat. Make sure everything's up to date, up to snuff, and do a little bit of area familiarization with Google Earth if that's the only way you can do it with your phone prior to going out on the water. And those two things right there can can save folks uh, just a ton of hassle in in the uh, in the end there's no way that you want to be on the ramp you got the wife the kids the the three dogs and the and the swing set and You have a dead battery. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. yeah. You you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. I can only imagine going to the boat ramp with my four kids and my wife. I don't know if we take the dogs, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But just the disappointment and the looks in my children's faces that the boat didn't start.
0: Well, and I mean, it's the same thing in Arizona. We know this pretty well that you go to turn your windshield wipers on and they're just absolutely cracked and beaten from the sun. Well, they worked last time it rained. Well, yeah, that was that was a year ago, usually, <laughs> and a hot summer ago. So it's the same thing. You really have to keep track of, you know, keeping everything in working order, no matter whether you're about to head out or, you know, just maintaining it in the meantime.
2: Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is just uh, because people tend to when they they put it away uh, in uh, in September uh, at the end of the summer they put the boat away, and so you you got to check your, your your fuel, check your batteries. Uh, check your impeller. I recommend that you, uh, you change your, your, uh, your water pump impeller. So you, cause it always, it never fails. The boat will start and it doesn't overheat until you've driven away from the launch ramp, right? And then, then when you get out there, then all of a sudden the boat's overheated. Well, why? It's because your impeller is a couple of years old and you, and for the, the $13, you should change them out every year at the beginning of the season. So just, just preparing your boat making sure that your tires and your bearings are prepared before you take off uh, for the first trip of the summer. And, again, the area familiarization uh, is, is is the key. You you just want to kind of have an idea of what your lake is like, what your weather conditions, and uh, what your boat is. You know, the, the preparedness of your boat all really make it, yeah.
1: yeah. And you made a good point. Like, I'd hate to get out. Say you, you launch just fine, then you get on the lake, and then you run into – some kind of situation out on the water. Like what kind of stuff can people keep on their boat to be prepared for an emergency on the lake?
2: Well, so when you're on a federal waterway, like Lake Havasu is a federal waterway because the water eventually dumps into the ocean. So you've got the Colorado river system, Lake Havasu, the, and the Colorado river. So you're on a federal waterway. You need to have a a signaling device, which is either a, a, a whistling device, a sounding device, a mirror or something that can be seen, uh, a flag, uh, in, the, during the daytime, like a ski flag or something can work as a signaling device. Um, uh, federal waterway, you should be, you should have a flare gun and you also should have, uh, some sort of a communications device. 90% of the people have a cell phone. However, the issue is sometimes when you get into some of these, some of these, uh, coves and whatnot, you won't get self-service. So, Uh, A a two-way radio is recommended, Uh, a signaling device such as a flare gun, a a mirror during daylight hours, um, a flashlight that can be seen over a period of, uh, of, you know, if you're going out at night, obviously, you want to be well lit and uh, your running light's working properly. Um, And just, you know, basically those types of things. Make sure that your bilge pump is working correctly um, and that everyone has a properly fitted personal flotation device, every one of your passengers. As a properly fitted in good working order, um, flotation device at their ready. And that doesn't mean in the package taped up, you know, underneath the seat where you have to, to fight to get to them. You should be able to, to, to grab them in the event of an emergency. Um, pretty, pretty readily accessible. Uh, I hope that covered it. I kind of, you know, got off on a whole bunch of stuff because boating safety is so important and it's, it's, uh, it's stuff that, you know, you, you Things, they don't come up just off the top of your head until they come up. And then when they do, it's like, oh, yeah, I meant to say that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and that's why we have these online resources. That's why rangers are out in the parks, always helping people out and educating. Um, we can't speak highly enough of the rangers that are on the ground every day. Um, we do have a resource online, com slash boating safety, where people can kind of get the checklist for what to bring with you. Um, you talked a little bit earlier with the personal flotation device about kind of being respectful of others and knowing um, that you're protecting yourself with your own PFD and keeping track of kind of where other people are around you and things like that. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of etiquette on the lake and how you can stay safe with other boaters?
2: Oh, absolutely. So, okay, so the, there is etiquette on the water and boating etiquette on the water is, is there is a a, a a rotation of travel and it's just like, um, just like on the highway. If you're driving... Down the, down the highway in the United States, you need to maintain the right of the center line if, if, you know, in your direction of travel. That is the same for the Colorado River. If you can imagine the Colorado River system, uh, a, a two lane road and the the center is right down the middle, uh, you want to maintain the, the, uh, the direction of travel, so to speak, just like on the roadway. Another thing that it's very important to remember is that reasonable and prudent, okay? Um, jet skis and boats and whatnot out of the box, they'll go pretty fast, right? So you want to, uh, you only want to operate your boat or your vessel or whatever it is at a speed that is reasonable and prudent. Just because you can and you have the horsepower doesn't mean that you should, right? So that's how accidents happen. People also need to remember that boats don't have brakes, right? It takes a significant amount of time for a vessel to stop as opposed to a car or a truck or something that we drive on the on the land. And without going off too much, 90%. Okay, so 10% of the boaters do 90% of the boating. If you think about that for a second, 10% of the boaters do 90% of the boating. Oh, wow. So that means there's a lot, there are a lot of people out there that don't spend a whole lot of time Behind the, behind the wheel of the boat, so to speak, right? It's vessel operation. So it's really, really important. And I can't stress enough. And thank you for reminding me to, you got to keep your head on a swivel out here. You really do, folks, because though that 90% of the, of the, of the people that are out there doing 10% of the boating, that's who you really need to look out for. Because, uh, as I said, boats don't have brakes. Uh, all it takes is money to buy horsepower. Um and so and then you combine that with, you know, some of the other uh negative influences, uh the stressors, the sun, alcohol, uh dehydration, uh, all of those things. And uh you, you know, you can have, have issues. So my thing is I tell people keep your head on a swivel, pay attention to um what's going on around you and uh look out for one another while you're out there on the water and uh you'll have you'll 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 have a good time out here. I mean, it's, it's a fun and I don't want it to be like gloom and doom. I've been doing this my entire life, um, recreationally. And as a law enforcement officer, I love it out here. This is, I would, I couldn't be anywhere else. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely uh full of knowledge about this topic and, uh, Randy, I think we're going to throw a little curveball here at Ron. Uh-oh.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I don't uh, think he was prepared for this. I think Neil's going to catch him off guard.
1: Yeah, maybe. It might be kind of fun. So, uh, Ron, <laughs> on our website, azstateparks.com slash boating safety, there's a... Uh, a little
0: there- shameless plug there. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Well, I know you already mentioned it a minute ago, but, you know, now maybe people will remember and click on through. That's true. But, yeah, there'll be a link for it in the show notes. Of course there will. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a, a partnership with the Arizona Game and Fish Department, and they supplied a... A boating safety quiz for our website we're just gonna kind of go through a couple of these or maybe a few and we'll throw them out there and uh see we'll, see we'll, we'll you test can your knowledge
0: right. see how see how clever you are
1: no okay all right, <laughs> so, all right. Oh, okay go for it all right do you got it pulled up randy or do you want me to go for it Oh, you go
0: ahead i've got it pulled up but
1: okay um let's see well, I'm just going to start with the first one. Ron, in Arizona, all watercraft with what defining feature must be registered? The motor. Um, yes, that, that is correct.
0: <laughs> Yeah, wow. Neil really didn't check the answer before he <laughs> asked you that, I don't think. No, no
1: I'm pretty, I knew that because, I mean, I, I wrote the webpage, but I'm like, I just needed to click to make sure. Yeah, before that was I was strong yes, hesitation. Right. <laughs> no, you are right, sir. Randy, what do we got next?
0: Let's see. According to Arizona law, a life jacket or a personal flotation device must be worn by what group of individuals while on a watercraft?
2: Must be worn by individuals, uh, children under twelve, and uh, anyone that's operating a personal uh, uh, a personal watercraft, uh, jet ski.
0: Good job, one hundred percent. You're you're two for two right oh, now, know. Neil. Go for it. Let's let's see if we can get a hard one in here.
1: This, um, well, here's here's an interesting one, and it makes a lot of common sense, but I've seen people not following this one. Okay, now why do you need a minimum of three individuals to water ski?
2: Well, you need a driver, an observer, and a skier.
1: Yep, I think the observer is there's just not there sometimes. Yeah, you know the, I the driver think, I looks think back. That's
2: what the yeah the the, the question is 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 uh, geared for the they're asking for the observer because you've got your 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 skier and your uh, and your uh, and your your driver all the time and even now so now and I don't mean to get off topic and I do not wish to encourage anyone in any way, shape, or form. But now with the new wakescape boats and some of the bigger wakeskate boats that have a lot of freeboard, um, they've also got cruise control and they've got uh, three or four hundred gallon ballast tanks. So they'll fill these boats with with uh, three hundred gallons of ballast, 1,800 pounds of of water, and they put the cruise control on, and they will actually set up their GoPros and they'll go out there and they will free surf with no one else in the boat.
1: <laughs> oh
2: wow! So. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's the craziest thing that you'd ever want to see, and 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 uh, unfortunately, there's, there's lots of issues. <laughs> I don't want to encourage anyone, but yeah, it's it, it's it's happened. So you need a driver, you need a observer, and you need a skier to successfully ski with three people.
1: You know what? I bet you'd get them all right. I think uh, <laughs> I think that's well, good. Well, and
0: I'm gonna be honest, I don't think. That there are two people in this world that i trust um to be taking care of me while i water ski much less just myself <laughs> right. i mean i don't that's not something that i would trust a whole lot of people for so <laughs> at your own risk of course as with a lot of these kind of more adrenaline pumping recreational activities um but ron tell us a little bit about what's new at cattail i mean cattail cove we like to call it, you know, the Colorado River's best kept secret. Um, white sand beaches, beautiful views. I mean, what's not to love at Cattail? Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's new there?
2: Okay, so uh, as you know, we've you know we've got all of the above plus the was uh, formerly really the Sandpoint Marina. Uh, we uh, that that property went back to to Arizona State Parks and Trails some years ago, and we've been developing that. The uh, it's absolutely a, a, a Gorgeous facility, the, the, uh, landscape irrigation, everything in. We've got trees growing, grasses growing. We've got some final details that we are, that we're getting worked out. Um, we're upgrading the marina, uh, structure that was there. We've, we've done some repairs and done some, uh, some cleanup work there. So we're, we're moving forward with that. And, uh, we've got a, uh, a lot coming up in the future as far as like the development goes, uh, with that upper facility. But as far as uh like stuff I wanna do out here, I'm I'm really pushing uh the kayak and the paddleboarding. I wanna do uh some some uh moonlit uh kayak trips uh where we're deploying people with uh with the boat and paddling at night, uh with uh like a ranger led guided paddleboard tour type thing i think it randy and i are gonna the, come uh, check that one out
0: oh yeah so i wanted to oh, say I, we absolutely a few months ago me and neil got to see um what used to be sand point marina and it was awesome oh, yeah. um it's absolutely beautiful but the the moonlit kayak really that really piques my interest i think we're gonna make a trip out there for that
1: yeah 100 maybe just maybe just the maiden know. voyage yeah <laughs> that'd be cool well
2: i'm 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 hoping i'm i'm putting i've been putting this thing together it's it's like i said it's something that the agency we haven't done it before it's this is uh going to be new uh just because of uh you know obviously our location 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 is everything and uh is my desire to uh to expose as many people as i can to the uh to the wonders of the colorado river uh being out on a paddleboard or a a kayak at night with some submersible lighting is uh, it's just an incredible experience uh with the with the moon going and three dunes, but uh, the experience under the cover of darkness is uh, is something to behold. And unless you've done it, you, there's no way to describe it. It's it's uh, so it's something I want to I want to leave an indelible impression in the mind of a youngster. I want them to forever remember that experience. So. That's what I'm going for there.
1: No doubt that's going to happen. I love that. That
0: is a great goal to have. We love to hear it.
1: Man, well, hey, we really appreciate you being here today, Ron. I mean, you're a wealth of information on this topic. And, uh, you know, I really hope we're able to reach some people and uh, keep everybody safe out there in the water this year.
2: Well, I I hope so, too. And if there's anything I could do in the future, I'd love to be part of this and, you know, do. Well, let's come out here and do some live stuff. Let's come on out and, and uh uh, come out to Cattail during one of the holiday weekends and we'll uh, and let people look at some good video and people could see what's going on out here.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll set it up,
0: So man. to our listeners, we're going to put all of the links and everything in the show notes. We'll have the, um, the Cattail Cove page and the boating safety page so you can get all of your checklists. You can take the quiz for yourself. Um, and next time you take a trip out to Cattail Cove, you can camp there. Um, you can use it for day use. And make sure you say hi to Ron when you're out there.
2: I'll be here.
1: Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
2: Hey, no problem. Call me anytime.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, thanks for tuning in.
0: We just wanted to remind you to go ahead and rate and review us. Tell us what you thought.
1: Yeah, and if you do, each month we'll pick a winner for a free parks pass or other really cool park swag.
0: Definitely. That sounds like fun. What else can they do, Neil?
1: Well, they can visit azstateparks.com and check out all the cool stuff on the website.
0: That sounds great. And don't forget to join the Facebook group at Explore AZ State Parks. And we'll see you next time.
1: See ya. See ya.